Hello, wonderful people. Thank you and welcome back to another episode of Healing in Hindsight, Season 1, Episode 2. Um, I'm really excited to dive in and share some insights as we learn and grow together. And so um, in this first season, we're going to start with the basics, and I mean the very basics. Uh, I'm going to share some key things just to better understand diabetes, stats, symptoms, and then, of course, um, my personal experience with all of it. So my goal in this episode is for you to walk away with a better understanding of what you're dealing with. Um, The more that you know and understand what to look for, the better prepared you'll be. And hey, maybe you decide on your next doctor's visit. If you're not sure if you're a diabetic, um, you'll visit and get some more clarity. So we're going to discuss what type 2 diabetes is, um, some insights and stats on how people and how many people are affected, and what to look out for if you're not sure if you may be a diabetic or not. So with that said, let's dive in. You're listening to Healing in Hindsight, a health and wellness podcast where we strive to conquer type 2 diabetes, hosted by me. Taylor Danielle. When I was first diagnosed, I didn't have a lot of people around my age who lived similar lifestyles to learn from. I want you to know you're not alone and we'll have real, honest, and vulnerable conversations about it all. Here, I share my struggles, tips, and more. Okay, so what is type 2 diabetes exactly? In short, it is a condition where your body is becoming resistant to insulin. And insulin is a hormone, if I'm not mistaken, (laughs) that helps move sugar into your blood cells to use for energy. In some cases, um, type 2 diabetes is also defined as the lack of insulin that's being produced. Either way, your body will need some form of assistance to, again, move sugar or energy into your blood cells, okay? Um, For most of us that are diagnosed, um, the assistance that you receive will be in the form of oral medication or pills. And depending on the severity, um, actual insulin could be uh, prescribed over pills. So I'm not sure if most of you know these things, but it just, again, it doesn't hurt to cover the basics. Now, you might wonder, why are there two forms of diabetes? Um, Well, type 1 is a a genetic disorder. The pancreas, where your insulin is produced, doesn't put out much, if at all. Uh, And this is usually caught very early on as your body is still developing. So that's why you may hear of people who have had diabetes most of their life. It's not really a choice for them. Um, type one, you know, diabetes, uh, the body attacks itself by mistaking and destroying the cells in the pancreas that make insulin called beta cells. Um, so this process can go on for months or years before any symptoms appear, but that's why you typically hear, um, of it being common, you know, of it being commonly caught in, uh, children or preteens. And so with that type two, Uh, It can happen at any age. However, it is affecting people younger every day, especially with the rise of obesity in children. And so, um, you know, with the subject of obesity, like being overweight 
can cause your pancreas to tire out and potentially overproduce insulin, which means your cells are oversaturated. So it's common that most people's bodies are overproducing it. And so, you know, that a diet filled with carbs and sweets and, you know, you, your body is just filled with so much sugar. And so when you've had too much to eat, what do you typically do? You stop. Okay. Maybe except for holidays, like Thanksgiving, where you just, you just got to get one more bite in. Why is it? It's just like, you got to go back for seconds, even though you literally cannot physically handle seconds. Right. Anyways. So what is happening is your cells are basically stuffed with sugar. And so if you're not making enough insulin, it could be because you've already got so much in your system. Your body says, stop, I'm full. I, I don't need any more. And so that's when you start to see your system reject the insulin, which again, we, we do technically need. So either way, too much sugar in your blood can cause a lot of damage to your body. It is needed, but if it's not being used and there's too much, there's not a lot your body can do. So that's where myself and a lot of people, you know, in the U.S., I'm, I'm still looking into how it's effective across the world, but that's how a lot of people, you know, where we are right now. Um, for me personally, it does not help that I've got a sweet tooth <laughs> and we've become so saturated and obsessed with sugar that our bodies are starting to quit on us. Being overweight does add to this. The more weight you have, the more your organs have to work overtime to compensate. And so that's why, you know, you hear a lot of things in relation to overweight and diabetes, because not only are is your body um, having to compensate by producing enough insulin to handle all the sugar that's in your system to provide that sugar to your blood cells, which gives you energy, right? If you've ever watched cells at work, I think it's like the perfect um, cute little anime that kind of shows you and helps you understand like what your body is doing. Right. And you see the blood cells going to these like sugar, you know, pastry machines because that's energy. You know, it's not to say that sugar is that bad, but it's, it's energy. Um, but there's just way too much. And so if you have weight on top of that, not only are you having to deal with the massive amounts of sugar coursing through your system, but it's literally like you put a bunch, like a weighted vest on, and then you go running for a very long period of time. At least for me, it don't take long. Y'all, I'm not a great runner, but it doesn't take long for you to start to feel very, very bogged down. And so you having to push a little bit more in order to finish your, your workout or whatever. It's the same thing with your body. So if your pancreas is stressed from the amount of orders it needs to fulfill, if you will, and then the extra added weight, you can only imagine, right? That's kind of, you know, where we're at. So I'm 30, right? And I was diagnosed at 25, um, right before Christmas. So it was a very nice Christmas present and a very <laughs> nice New Year's to start. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a struggle, guys, um, you know, between taking my meds, watching family members struggle, trying to eat better for the millionth time and just, you know, kind of dealing with the constant, oh, let me get you a salad. You you can't have that. You know, it, 
that, that shit just kind of makes you like, I, I've had it, you know? And so, yeah, I miss being able to eat what I want, but I'm, I'm pretty sure in my early college years, I was burning off the sugar just as quickly as I ate it. And I just didn't know that once I stopped being active and started working a full-time desk job, that things would slow down and so would burning off all that excess sugar. So all of that just is just the, the basic rundown that I can give you about this, right? So I really want to share um, some statistics uh, to go along with this, just to give you a bigger picture of why this is very important for us to pay attention to. Now, the following facts are from the CDC's National Diabetes St- Statistics Report from 2020, um, but it's it's pulling data um, back through 2018, just to be clear. Okay, so fact number one, 34.2 million Americans, which equates to just over one in 10 have diabetes, and one in four of them don't know they have it. Fact number two, 88 million American adults, approximately one in three, have prediabetes. 90% don't even know that they have it. 90% guys. Like, that's <laughs> most of the adults in the US, okay? So, fact number three, new diabetes cases were higher among non-Hispanic Blacks and people of Hispanic origin than non-Hispanic Asians and non-Hispanic Whites. Short term, uh, people of color getting hit the hardest. Okay, so so to my Black people out there, to um, my Hispanics out there, Mexican, Puerto Rican, my Latinos out there, like it's it's tagging us the hardest. We have got to really pay more attention to how we are consuming things, how we're doing things, what our bodies are doing, because um, we're just, we just seem to be the most susceptible for these things. Okay. Um, Okay. Uh, Fact number four, new diagnosed cases of type one and type two diabetes have significantly increased among U.S. youth. Um, whether you are for or against the Obamas, um, this really makes me think about Michelle and her drive for uh, dealing with uh, childhood obesity. And this is one of those reasons why, um, you know, obviously type one, like we learned earlier, is something that's more genetic. However, um, type two is just it's rising so much. And um, I, I can't imagine being a kid and having to take insulin or having to um, take prescription medication all the time um, just for my body to function. And that's happening more and more and more often. Um, and it doesn't seem to be phasing people or freaking people out, at least from what I've seen. I'm not saying that people aren't. It just seems like it's becoming way too normal. Moving on. Fact number five, the percentage of adults with prediabetes who were aware they had the condition doubled between 2005 and 2016, but most continue to be unaware. So it is it is nothing, guys, to go to your doctor and say, hey, I'd like to be tested for this. That's the thing. You, you don't always have symptoms. You don't always have a reaction. You know, um, 
if you're not actively checking your blood sugar level, you just don't know. Right. And I feel like with this pandemic, that should be a lot more clear of, hey, if there's something out there that you may or may not know if you show symptoms for, it doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt to check. It doesn't hurt to be like, hey, this is kind of a thing that's going on. I just want to, you know, make sure I'm free and clear on that. Um, I, I just have concerns or whatever. Like it, it's it's really not um, difficult to know where you stand. Your body is just, you know, uh, people take the time to scrutinize their credit reports, right? Um, because you don't know what's going on until your credit gets dinged. And it's the same thing with your body. You know, you're not going to know what's going on until drastic shit starts happening. And it's kind of like, why wait until the drastic shit starts happening before we know? Get checked. That's all I'm saying. Uh, last fact, in 2017, the total estimated cost of diagnosed diabetes was $327 billion. That do you have $327 billion? I don't. I wish I did, but <laughs> that, that's insane, right? So what does all this mean exactly? It means that more people are developing diabetes at higher rates each year, especially people of color. And likewise, the proportion of older people in our nation is increasing, and older people are more likely to have a chronic disease like diabetes. But by addressing it, many other health-related problems can be prevented or delayed. And lastly, it's hitting our pockets hard. It's expensive. Insulin is expensive. Just like, just think about that, okay? Now, something else I wanted to point out is that according to the U.S. Census website, in 2018, almost 9% of Americans didn't have health insurance, which equates to about 28 million people just in the U.S. alone. So that's where that $327 billion is kind of really rearing its head is people are having to come out of pocket a lot of money in order to get the help that they need. However, the thing to note is you can help yourself. Type 2 diabetes is preventable, even reversible with nutrition and regular exercise. I know, I know, I know who hasn't said that, right? It's, it's just the truth, guys. And notice I said nutrition not diet. Okay. Diets are temporary. Proper nutrition is something you constantly maintain. It is how you live. It is a lifestyle. It is not a temporary thing that you do. Right. Now I get it. It's, it's a lot for sure. And I'm still working on my relationship with food and trying to find ways to enjoy it without causing my body more stress. It is a conscious effort, but to me, it's, it's, it's worth it. And even if I fall off, I'd get back on. Even if I have that night where I just absolutely need all of the chocolate and salty chips in the world, like I still have moderate myself and I still try to do my best to satisfy the craving without going overboard. Okay, Taylor. So you've got my attention. But what do I do next? <laughs> How do I know what's going on? What are the signs that I might be, you know, flirting with diabetes a little bit? So some of the symptoms you can experience are increased thirst, uh, frequent urination, increased hunger. Interesting, right? <laughs> Unintended weight loss, fatigue, blurred vision, slow healing sores, 
frequent infections um, in like areas of darkened skin, which is usually in the armpits and uh, armpits and neck. Now, personally, what I experienced was increased thirst, hit in the bathroom 80 times a day, and fatigue. And I also experienced my eyes watering all the time, which I guess you could say is is the blurred vision aspect, but just on a smaller scale. Um, there was a point where I I had to keep a water bottle under my pillow um, just to, to sleep. And I only kept it under my pillow because at the time we didn't have a nightstand. <laughs> but I had to keep water under my pillow because my mouth would get so dry. And so this kind of led into the many trips to the bathroom and of course fatigue because I couldn't sleep through the night. Um, even now I actually get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Um, and it's because I I am drinking so much water, but it's also just a little bit out of habit. Um, and so, you know, I'm trying to keep my hydration up, but since my numbers are still, you know, a little bit higher than I would like, my, my body is trying to get rid of as much sugar as possible, which is, it's kind of crazy and indirectly kind of cool of what your body will do to try to find ways to expel as much sugar out of your system as possible. And that's where the, the teary eyes came in. Um, since I was so fatigued and my blood sugar was extremely unstable, something else that started happening is I started fainting. And the first time that it happened, I was in the shower. Um, I was showering, getting ready for work. And so thankfully, um, at the time, you know, the guy that I was dating was home and he had to pull me out of the shower. Um, it didn't have any major injuries, just like maybe a little knot on my head, but you know, thankfully I was okay. And I didn't drown in the shower. Like I could have easily fell and the water was just rushing into my nose or something. And and it it just could have been a lot worse, but thankfully it's not. So all of this to say is if you are experiencing any of these symptoms frequently, seriously, dude, like set up an appointment with your doctor, they're going to do a urine test and a blood test. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I realize these symptoms are the same across a lot of different diseases, but again, it never hurts to check. Um, You can invest in a blood sugar meter and there are several out there for cheap. Um, And you want to stay between 70 to 130 um, milligrams per deciliter um, when you're fasting. So no food in your system. And then you want to be between 130 to 170 after eating. Um, it'll eventually go back down after, you know, an hour or two. Um, and usually it's best, uh, at least the way my doctor, um, told me to check is to check first thing in in the morning and then maybe a couple of hours after dinner. Cause first thing in the morning, your body is literally coming out of a fasted state, Um, so you can kind of see where you're at when you don't have any food circulating in your system. Okay. Um, now if we're talking about meters, I do want to take a moment of pause and just talk about, um, some of the affordable options out there. I do have a post on Instagram that talks about, um, you know, what to look for in a meter, but the one that I personally use, um, is from OneDrop. 
And I'll leave a link in the show notes um, where you can get 20 bucks off um, if you do their subscription for their strips because strips are expensive, you guys. But I feel like OneDrop has been extremely affordable. Um, They can work with insurance. um, So you'll just have to reach out to their support for that. Um, But the reason why I love my OneDrop meter, I've had it for a couple of years now, is it's very sleek. And it's very compact to carry, but it is the the meter itself is Bluetooth enabled. And with the uh, companion app, I can test my blood sugar. It takes down my levels and instantly puts it into the app. And that data is stored and it gives me kind of insights on, hey, the next couple hours, your blood sugar is probably going to go down, up, all of these things. I can generate reports for my doctor. So when I do go in to get my regular um, testing that I have to do every 90 days, we'll talk more about that later, um, I can show a receipt basically of here's what I've been doing. It makes it way, way easier than having to manually write things down. Um, So that is my meter of choice. So again, I'll leave the link in the show notes for you guys if you want to check it out. And again, 20 bucks off if you sign up. So I will leave you with this. Type 2 diabetes is a known silent killer, guys. Some people don't have symptoms. Sound familiar? If you have a family history of it, get checked. If you are experiencing symptoms, get checked. If you're not sure and you just want to know for peace of mind, you know what I'm going to say, right? Get checked. (laughs) Knowing is key for getting ahead and turning things around, okay? Knowing what diabetes is, the differences between type 1 versus type 2, and what symptoms to keep watch for is a good foundation for how to adjust your lifestyle for preventative measures. For myself, I'm doing what I can to bring myself to a place where I can manage it holistically without medication someday. I hope this was helpful. Um, Knowledge truly is power, but I totally get digging and deciphering all of the medical jargon can be a lot. I just wanted this to be as easy to digest as possible. So I want to hear from you guys. You know, have you recently been diagnosed? Did you experience symptoms? You know, leave a comment and let me know. Be sure to subscribe on your preferred listening platform so you can listen to the full season and be updated when new episodes are available. And Again, if you've got a minute, I'd love if you could leave a review on iTunes so more people from our community can tune in too. And of course, be honest. I want to know how I can continue to provide meaningful content to you. You can also follow me on Instagram at Healing in Hindsight for updates. And of course, show notes and other episodes are available on my website at healinginhindsight.com. Thank you for being here, guys, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.